0: of Genesis, in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. So last night, I, I sit down and I'm feeling after the Lord, what do I need to do? We've been teaching you on Bible prophecy, eschatology, and i um, I felt led to finish that. We're done with that. And so I went another direction. I started studying um, John's writings. And then from there, I started thinking about preaching from the prophets. And from there and from there. And I just could not, which is very rare. I normally get direction quickly from God as to what to do. But I could not determine what I was supposed to do. So I, and, and I'm not like the kind of preacher that, well, I'm just going to take anything. I want the Lord in it. So I just kept searching, kept looking different directions, doing different things, until I felt the Spirit of the Lord rest upon me and let me know this is the direction that I want you to go. So in the book of Genesis, amen, and uh, we are anticipating, this is what I'm anticipating although not committed to it because I've got to get the mind of the Lord each Sunday. But what I'm anticipating is I'm going to begin the book of Genesis. I'm going to go all the way through the Bible in one year. That's what I'm anticipating doing. Now, we have taught you the Bible in detail from Genesis to Revelation in great detail over the last 20 years. But I'm going to do my best, God willing, to teach you from Genesis to Revelation in one year. That means we're going to be moving very, very fast, like three to five chapters at a time, maybe more, okay? So that's what I'm feeling led to or anticipating. We'll see how God uh, leads us in these things. So please pray for me. Amen. So Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. Amen. We ask your blessing to be upon the reading of your holy word. We thank you for the inspiration that you have put in us. We ask God that you would move and talk to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. The book of Genesis, Bereshit, is the book of beginnings. Say the book of beginnings. It is the beginning of the beginning. When you look at the book of Genesis in the first chapter, we're dealing with the creation, the creation of the world. So what we have here when it says in the beginning, we're talking about the beginning of creation, not necessarily the beginning of time. So don't think about When you talk about beginning here, we're not necessarily talking about time. We're talking about the beginning of creation. And so the Bible says in the beginning, we have the beginning of the beginning. And the Bible says God, say God, God. created the heavens and the earth. So what we see is the Bible begins with God. In the beginning, we're going to have God creating. The Bible begins with God. It does not try to explain where God came from. Amen. Because God has always existed. There was never a time that God did not exist and for you to sit around and try to think about well where did God come from and all of that I mean if you think about that too long you'll probably go crazy but the fact is that God has always existed there was never a time that God did not exist so don't even waste time asking where God came from because he's always been amen look at your neighbor you came from somewhere Where'd you come from? Did you come from evolution? Was there just a big bang and everything exploded into existence and all of a sudden you, you, know, you started out as a little tadpole you know? and then somehow you moved from a tadpole form all the way to where you are right now? I think not. Amen. But anyway, we were made by God, we were created by God. So the Bible begins with God, does not try to explain where God came from because there's no need to, He has always existed. There's never a time that God has not existed. But I want you to see something here. The Bible tells us right off we have God in the picture. Over 30 times God is mentioned in the first chapter alone. Over 30 times. If you don't have God, you have a mess. You have a mess in a hurry. Amen. The Bible says in the beginning, God. If you begin with God in your life, if you begin with God in your morning, in your day, if you begin with God in your travel, if you begin with God in your career, if you begin with God, if you put God in the center of your life, things will be wonderful. But if any time you leave God out of your life, if you don't make Him the beginning of everything in your life, you will have absolutely nothing but mess. And everything will be incoherent. So the Bible starts with the beginning, in the beginning God. That's where we need to begin this morning. We need to begin with God. Amen? Are you glad that you know God today if you know Him? Because if you don't know God, I'm just going to tell you, and you've tried to live your life without God, you can testify without me preaching to you this morning, you can testify that your life has been nothing but a mess, and a mess in a hurry. And everything has been out of order, and it's been incoherent. But once you get God in your life, things begin to change. So just like the Bible begins with God, you and I must begin with God in our lives every day. Praise the Lord. We need God. If I didn't have God, I would be a mess. Amen. And sometimes I'm a mess with God in my life. But it's not His fault. It's my fault. Because God is a God of order. God, God doesn't create messes. I do. So in the beginning, God, if you begin with God, it'll be a lot better, I will say that, than it is without God. You will have nothing but a mess without God. How many of you want to begin with God in your life? If you begin with God in your day, your day will be a lot better. If you begin with God, amen, in your education, your education will be better. If you begin with God in your career, your career will be a lot better. If you begin with God in your finance, your finance will be a lot better. If you begin with God, you will go to heaven if you end with Him. So it's important to have God in your life. Make Him number one, not number two. Make Him the focus of your life. Make Him everything. In the beginning, God. Look at your neighbor and help me preach. Say, in the beginning, God. I'm going to begin with God. Because I don't want to mess. So the Bible begins with God. Amen? And the Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. Say, created. So the first thing we find out about God is that He created the heavens and the earth. To create means to bring something out of no pre-existing material. It does not mean to bring something out of nothing. The word in the Hebrew means to create without pre-existing material. He didn't create something out of nothing because the Bible says it came out of Him. And He's something, He's not nothing. God is something. And so creation came out of Him. And and the word create means no pre-existing material. Hallelujah. That is awesome when you think about that. That there was no pre-existing material and and God created the heavens and the earth with no pre-existing material. And the way He did it was just speak it into existence. And when He spoke it into existence, it came out of Him and it became that tells me that this God is a very powerful God. For Him to be able to create something Amen, with no pre-existing material, that means He's a very powerful God. And as you go through the first chapter of the book of Genesis, you're going to see words like, Amen, God created, God made, God divided, God set. Those are words of power. How many of you created anything? Nobody here created anything. You had pre-existing material that you work with and you made things, but He created things, which means there was no pre-existing material and He just spoke it into existence and when He did, it became. That's a powerful God. He's not only powerful, He's a God of order. Hallelujah. The word God here is Elohim, the God of power, the God of order, praise God. This is the God that created everything. It did not evolve. He created it. And He spoke it into existence. So He's a very powerful God, amen? I need God in my life. I need a God of power in my life that can create things. God doesn't just make things happen for me. God can create things for me to happen. He can take take nothing, but pre-exi- no pre-existing materials, and He can create something, make something happen in my life by His creative power. Amen. So in the beginning, God created. It tells us this God, we must begin with Him and this God is powerful enough to create something with no pre-existing material. That's a powerful, powerful God. I need Him in my life. Amen? And the Bible says He created the heavens and the earth, literally is a plural term, the heavens, plural, and the earth. And then verse 2, something very interesting, and the earth was without form. So we go here and we see on this chart here the original earth. The earth was without form. Look at your neighbor and say tohu. That's the Hebrew word. Now I'm telling you that for a reason. The Bible says when He originally created this earth it was without form in its original state you see that the original earth in its original state it was without form it was tohu and that simply means tohu means worthless it was worthless it was without design You know, it's sort of like a pile of bricks you have on the ground and uh, it's tohu and then you build it and you make a house of it. You take it from tohu, a worthless condition, to something with design. That's what the word tohu means. So when God originally created, when he, you know, created the heavens and the earth in that original state, in its beginning phase, beginning stage, it was just a mass, huge mass without any design in it at all. Are you here with me today? It was just, just basically uh, a worthless situation. And what this teaches us is that God, without God in your life, you are Tohu. Without God in my life, we are Tohu. That means that we are without form. We have no design. Our real purpose is not being lived out in this world. We are Tohu. We are worthless and we are without design. Say praise the Lord. So that word without form, amen, without God, a life is without form. Without God in your life, your life is without design. Without God in your life, your life is worthless. That's what the word means. And then he goes on and he says, not only was it without form, Tohu, but he said it was what? And void, without form and void. That word is bohu. Look at your neighbor and say tohu. Vabohu. 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 Tohu means without form, no design, worthless. Bohu. Amen. Void. The Hebrew word is bohu. Say bohu. Wow. That means empty. That literally means uninhabited. It means unfulfilled. Are y'all with me? It's it's unfilled. It's an empty place. So I want you to look at it because I don't want to just preach it to you. The Bible tells us in that original condition, it was without form. It was tohu and then and void, bohu. Tohu, no design. You with me? Worthless and then void, an empty place, uninhabited. Without God in your life. Your life is an empty place. It's an empty place. Without God in your life, your life is empty. It's tohu vabohu. Are y'all with me here? It's without form and void. It's without design, it's worthless. It's empty without God. Amen. Say praise the Lord. Now you gotta hold on with me. How many of y'all believe what I'm preaching you today? This is a life without God in it. It's a life, amen, that's without form, it has no design, it's worthless, it is void, it's an empty place. How many of you know without God, your life is an empty place? Yeah. Tohu va va bohu is the words here. And then the Bible says, in this original creation, without form. And void that that place of of no design, that place that was worthless, that place that was void or empty, uninhabited. The Bible says something begins to happen. The Bible says in the spirit. All right, no verse two. And the earth was without form and void and darkness. Say Dartness. darkness. Can't leave that one out. Darkness. The Hebrew word is koshek. Listen to me carefully. Koshek. When it says darkness, it's not just talking about the absence of light. The Hebrew word koshek means so much more than that. Darkness here in this passage means death. It means ignorance. It means misery. Say praise the Lord today. So the Bible says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Koshek. It was a miserable, miserable place. Amen. It was a place of death. It was a place of sadness. It was a place of misery. That's what the Bible is telling us. It's not just the absence of life. He's talking about a condition here. It was sad. It was confused. It was sorrowful. It was, there was ignorance there. There was death here. That's what darkness means. Koshek. Are y'all with me here? How many of you know without God in your life? That's the way it is. Misery. Sadness. Confusion. That, that See, the Bible right off is telling us very important things about the need for God in our life. That's why God is used over 30 times in that first chapter to show you how important God is. Without God, your life is without form. Without God, your life is void. Without God, your life is full of darkness. And I'm not just trying to preach a good sermon to you this morning. I want you to get what I'm saying today. Because that's the way it is. And a lot of people today are trying to live without God in their life. And they can't understand why they're in a worthless situation. They can't understand why they're in an empty place and why they're empty. They can't understand why their life is so sad and so confused and and so full of death. But I'm telling you, without God, that's the way it's going to be. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise here today. It's going to be Koshek. It's going to be Tohu, Babohu, and it's going to be Koshek. But the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord. You with me? Amen. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. So we have darkness was upon the face of the deep. So this, this water covered this planet, this water, the surface. Say the face. Amen. So I'll read it to you again. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face say the face the face is the surface amen there was water everywhere in that original earth and the face is the surface the hebrew words means changing like somebody changes their face so you talk about this water uh this surface amen the the water was on the face of the deep or the surface here if you look at it very carefully The Bible says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. That surface thing that is always changing. This is a picture spiritually of people who are constantly changing like the surface on water. It means face. Surface means face. Something that's always changing. One moment somebody wants to live for God. But then the next day they change like a face. They don't want to serve Him anymore. So what we have here is darkness was upon the face, the changing place. And all of this is spiritual truths that teach us things about God. That There are times in our life we're like that surface that's always changing, the face that always changes. One day, are you all with me here today? You want to live for God. You have a desire to live for God. The next day, you change. I don't want to serve Him anymore. That's the surface of you and the surface of me. The face that is constantly changing. So darkness was upon the face, the changing place, of where? The deep. The Hebrew word there is tehom. Say, uh, darkness was upon the face, the changing place. Of what? The deep, tehom. But deep down inside of you, te home, underneath the face, underneath the surface, there is something deep down, the subterranean, te home, something deep down inside of you that says, I do want God in my life. Under, un, unlike the surface or the face that's always changing from one day to the next, deep down within me, I want to live for God. As the Scripture says, deep calleth unto deep. Something in me calls out to God. Up here it says, God, bring me to where You are. Bring me up to where You are. Deep is calling to deep. I'm saying it again on the inside. We want to live for God, but that face, that surface is what's constantly changing. Amen. Deep down, how many of you want to live for God today? But sometimes you find yourself surface, you find yourself changing, but deep down you're saying, God, I want you to bring me up to where you are, and then again, God, I want a deeper relationship with you, deep calls to deep, hallelujah to the Lamb. I pray I'm talking to somebody today in this place. So what we have here, the Bible tells us, is the importance of beginning with God in our life. Because without it, we have without God, we have without form, that means what? Worthless, without design, it's void, bohu, that means an empty place. And darkness, koshek, misery, confusion, so on and so forth, death and ignorance, it's a dark place. And then we have that face, that thing that's always changing. Uh, the Bible says, and darkness was on the face of the deep. But deep down inside of me, there's something this morning that wants God. I want God. Now, I'm, I'm concerned about our nation right now. There was a time in Europe when when Europe uh, experienced moves of God. But Europe today, for the most part, is no longer a Christian people. They don't want God anymore for the most part. They're atheistic or they're Muslim. They put Jesus Christ out of their world. I want to tell you, and they have major problems in Europe. And I see our nation going the same direction. But whether it be an individual or a nation, if you don't have God in your life, you are without form and void, and darkness is upon the face of the deep. So I'm preaching as a preacher today for revival for America. We need revival in this nation because our nation is, is becoming a place without design and worthless. Our nation is becoming a place of emptiness. Our nation is becoming a dark place, miserable, confused, Empty, hallelujah, to the land. It's becoming a place that's constantly changing from one thing to another. But there's something inside of a people It's called the remnant. The people of God are deepest calling them to deep. The subterranean is saying, God, I want You in my life. I pray I'm preaching to at least one person this morning that even cares about what I'm saying. Amen. But here's the good news. The God, the Spirit of God began to move over that chaotic situation. That earth that was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Bible says the Spirit of God began to move over that. The word, the Spirit of God began to move. Are y'all with me in verse two? The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Why is he moving on the face of the waters? So He could take that place that's without form and void and darkness is upon the face of the deep so He can take that that chaotic situation, that dark situation, that empty place. Are you all with me right now? He could take that place that's not filled, that place that's dark, that's not lighted. Hallelujah! That place that doesn't have purpose. He's going to take that place, that, that earth, and begin to work with it and bring it to a completion state, a perfected state. He's going to bring it to a place where it can be used. Hallelujah. Where it can fulfill its purpose and design. And that's what happens when the Spirit of God begins to move over our chaotic worlds. When He move over your life and He begins to move over my life. What's He trying to do? He's trying to bring my life out of chaos. He's trying to bring my life uh, uh, from a position to be without form and void and darkness on the face of the deep. He's trying to bring my life to a purpose for which He created me to be. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. And as He moves in this church right now, I pray that I'm not just a, a sound that's going forth. I pray that the Word of God is talking to everybody in this church. That As the Spirit of God begins to move over your life, He's got a plan. He wants to take you not just from a position of being created, Amen? He doesn't want to leave you in a condition of chaos. He wants to bring you into a position of completeness. So the Bible says the Spirit of God moved. Three times that word moved is used in the Bible. One time here, another time in the book of Jeremiah, another time in the book of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy and in Genesis here, the word means to hover. It means to flutter as to protect so God is moving over that chaotic earth. The Spirit of the Lord is moving. Say, moving. He's fluttering. He, he's going to protect that earth, praise the Lord. Why is He going to protect it? Why is it needed to be protected? Because Satan wants to mess the whole thing up. He wants to keep it in a chaotic state without form and void and dark. That's what he wants to do in every person's life. He wants you to be like this right here. And so He comes to destroy. He comes to mess up that original creation. But the Bible says the Spirit of God is moving. It's vibrant. The word literally means it's vibrant. The Spirit of God is vibrant over those waters. He's moving over those waters. He's fluttering over those waters to protect it from Satan coming and destroying it. Are you all with me here right now? And that's exactly what God can do in your life is He begins to move by His Spirit over your life to bring life out of death, to put light in the place of darkness, to fill you instead of make a life of being empty. Hallelujah. When He begins to do that, I want you to know Satan is going to try to mess that up. He's going to try to step in and distract you this morning. He's going to try to to get you to focus on things. He wants you to be carnal today. But the Spirit of God, as He begins to move over your life right now, Satan is going to try to hinder that. He doesn't want you to hear what I'm preaching to you this morning. He wants your life to stay miserable. He wants your life to stay empty. He wants your life to be worthless. That's what He wants. But the good news is as the Spirit of God begins to move over you in this place right now god is hovering over you god is moving he's fluttering over you and he's protecting you from satan's plan to destroy your life that's what that word means. Move means to protect. So God was protecting His original creation from Satan messing the whole thing up. Hallelujah. As God begins to move in your life and begins to, to bring, trying to bring life and good things out of your life, Satan's going to stand there and try to stop the whole thing. But God is saying, no, you can't mess it up this person wants me this person has a desire for me something subterranean something in the deep is calling out to me God bring me up to where you are God I want a deeper relationship with you hallelujah and the Spirit of God is moving over that deep call that's on the inside of you I want you God I don't know how to get to you God but I want you but the good news is that Jesus Christ came down hallelujah he came down and died on the cross so he could bring us up to God he came down and died on the cross so we could have a deeper relationship with God there's something inside of me this morning that said God I want you God I need you without you my life is a mess but it's the devil's plan and it's the devil's desire to keep you down It's the devil's plan. It's the devil's desire. Hallelujah. You don't have to stay down. You don't have to stay miserable. You don't have to stay confused. You don't have to stay stay destroyed. You don't have to stay empty. You don't have to stay unfulfilled. Because Jesus came down. And He's moving on your life right now. And He's letting you know, I want to change you. I want to help you. I want to do something powerful. I can bring order out of disorder. I can, I can put life in the place of, of confusion and death. I can put light in the place of darkness if you'll just let me. Hallelujah and when satan tries to stop it he can't do it because god says i'm hovering over you i'm fluttering over you like a bird hallelujah to protect you from the enemy that would try to destroy you give god praise in this house See, what He tries to do, even, even, and I know what He tries to do, He tries to come in this service and He tries to hinder the preacher. He tries to hinder the preaching of the Word of God. He tries to hinder what is happening here. But the Spirit of God is going to have His way. He can't shut the preacher down. He can't shut the service down. Because God is hovering over us. He's protecting you. He's moving today. Deep is calling the deep right now. Some of you are miserable. Some of you are confused. Some of you are empty. Some of you are worthless because you haven't given God His rightful place. Let God do His work. Let God's Spirit move on you. Let Him defeat the powers of hell, the powers of darkness. That's the kind of God we serve. We serve a God that can take a life that's confused. We can't, we, we serve a God that can take a life that's full of darkness. We see a God that can take an, a thing, a life that's without form and void and empty life. A, a God that moves. This is the kind of God He is. Don't listen to the devil. The devil will tell you, you don't need God. The devil will tell you, no, no, good. The devil will tell you, God's not uh, for you. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you right now, this is the kind of God the Bible begins with. A God that seeks to make things better. A God that seeks, hallelujah, to come into chaotic situations and turn it all around. I said, that's the kind of God that created the heavens and the earth and no matter what the devil tries to do to try to hinder me preaching he can't do it no matter what he tries to do to stop you from being recovered today he can't do it because God's spirit is hovering over the surface he's hovering over the dark place he's hovering over the empty place he's hovering over the worthless place to bring something good out of it only God can do that and if you'll give yourself to the Lord, He'll work miracles for you. He'll work miracles. He'll change your life. Hallelujah. It's the devil that tries to destroy you. It's the devil that tries to keep you down. It's the devil that says, nah, don't move any further. It's the devil that says, that deep place that's inside of you, don't let it cry out for God to bring you higher. Don't don't cry out today for a deeper relationship. If you do, God can do awesome things because He's got creative power. He's a powerful God, and so God begins to move over that chaotic earth to complete it for purpose. God to give you purpose. God to give you fulfillment. God to give you light. Praise God. God in the place of an empty, any empty state. He'll fill you so full. Only God can do that today. Some of you have been looking for answers in a lot of places. You've looked for answers in various relationships with people. You look for answers in in moving from one geographical location to another. I speak by the Holy Ghost. Some of you are looking for satisfaction in the world. You think the party life is where it is. You think, if I could just live a life without God, it would be so much better, I tell you today, by the word of the Lord. If you don't begin with God, your life will be empty. It will be without form and void and dark. But if you get God, God will begin to move by His Spirit. And no matter what the enemy tries to do to hinder that, God is protecting you. God said, God is protecting you. Hallelujah. And you're doing your best right now not to move. You're doing your best not to respond. But you know what I'm telling you is the truth. You've looked in all the wrong places. But the Lord brought you here this morning. Because there's something in your day home. Something in your deep. deepness calling out to me. I'm so hungry. I'm so thirsty. I'm so empty. I'm so miserable. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I tell you right now, what's, what, what's happening is inside of you you're saying, I need God. I need God. My life is a mess. I need God. My life is chaotic. I need God. Is there anybody here today that'll say, I need you, God? On the surface, I look like one thing. Because the surface is always changing. When you see me, I'm always changing. One minute I'm high, the next minute I'm low. How are you here today? One, one minute I want God, the next minute I don't want God. That's that old fallen nature. But I'm telling you right now, deep, 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 deep on the inside of you. You saying, I need God. I want God. Hallelujah. Deep is calling to me. So the Bible tells me that the Spirit of God moved upon me. Are you all with me here? The face of the waters. He moved on that thing that is constantly changing. The face of the waters. And and that that take home place right there. God is moving. Now I want you to understand something. The deep he's talking about. That deep place. Where deep calls to deep. Where it says God I want you to bring me up. where I want a deeper relationship. That place deep within you. I want you to know when you get into the subterranean parts. Below the surface of the water. It takes a lot of power to move objects and take home in the deep place. Are you all with me? So deep is calling to deep. The deep things inside of me are calling to the deep things of God. And I'm saying, God, take me up to where you are. And I'm saying, God, uh, I want a deeper relationship with you. But it takes a lot of power to move things in the deep. But God has that kind of power. And I want you to know today, I can't move you by the eloquence of my words. But there's something here today that can move you in your deep places. Something very powerful is called the spirit of the living God. He can move obstacles in the deep places by his great and vast power. Give the Lord a hand clap for praise. So God moved upon the face of the water to protect it, to bring the earth to its its ultimate purpose. Hallelujah, to fill things that were empty, to bring light to places that were dark. Are y'all here right now? To bring the sign, to frame it to where there was no design. That's what God does in people's life. I believe it with all of my heart. Give him a hand clap of praise this morning. And I'm not going to preach all the verses to you, beginning with verse 3. All the way through, as we see through 31, we see God taking that original creation and that chaotic condition that it was in. We see God moving it from creation to that condition to completeness. From 3 to 31, a, a, a God that by these various days begins to bring life in the place of death, light in the place of darkness. Fullness and filling up of this earth that was an empty place. Bringing design to something that didn't have design. Bringing light to a place where it was nothing but darkness. And and so we see from 3 to 31 the God working here on that earth to bring it to a place of purpose. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you go over to the book of Colossians, the Bible tells you who this God is. So this morning, if you're wondering, well, well, what God are you talking about, Pastor? This God that can take and who has such great creative power that he can create the heavens and the earth. This God that can take an earth that's without form and void and darkness is upon the face of the deep. This God that can move, the spirit of God can move on the face of the waters. Who is this God you're preaching to me, about? Pastor, well, the Bible is very clear with this. You go to the book of Colossians in the New Testament. Say, Praise the Lord, Church. I'll just tell you as you turn there, his name is Jesus Christ. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Elohim. He is the God of Genesis chapter one. As you turn there, let's see what the Scripture says. Hallelujah. In Colossians chapter 1, the Scripture tells us here. Some very powerful things, amen. The Bible says in verse uh, 16, and this is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. For by Him, say by Him, were all things created. The Bible tells me it was Jesus that, that created all things. Jesus is God. If Jesus is not God, the God that you serve is nothing more than the pigmentation of your imagination. How many of you believe that Jesus is God? Jesus is Elohim, the one that moved upon. Hallelujah. Jesus is not the second person in the Trinity. Jesus is God. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. The Bible said the Spirit of Elohim moved upon the face of the waters. That's the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. But Colossians says it was Jesus that moved. Are y'all with me here today? What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you that before Jesus, God became a man. Are you with me? Called Jesus. He's the one that created the heavens and the earth. Jesus, in his deity, Jesus as God, did this before he became. Colossians tells you it was the Lord Jesus. That created the heavens and the earth. Not in his humanity, but before he became a man. In his deity, he created it. Say amen. So it says in 115, now, uh, praise God. He is the image of the invisible God. Who are we talking about here? The Lord Jesus Christ. All right. But verse 16, for by him were all things created that are in heavens and in, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Colossians tells us that he's the one, Jesus. He's the one that created all things. They were by him. Say, by him. That means he's the one that is the source of creation. He's the one that was behind creation. He's the power that brought it into existence. The process of creation. How did it all come about? Jesus. It was by him, by his creative power, by his creative process. He did that. And by him, says, and from there it says, it was for He did this. Jesus did this this one God of the Bible did this his creative power is demonstrated it was by him but why it was for Him, for him to reflect him to give him glory that's why he made it all so it would reflect him and it would glorify him it was by him he's the power that did it it was with me for him it was for him to reflect him and to glorify him and then the Bible says it was in him let's read down a little bit further in Colossians for by him verse 16 were all things created that are in heaven that are in the earth visible invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him amen You see how important it is to have God in your life today? Hallelujah. If you don't have God in your life, what are you living for? He's the one that created you by Him for Him. He created you for Him that you would reflect His glory. You would reflect Him, hallelujah, in in your life. And then the Bible says, by Him, the process, and for Him, the reason. As we keep reading verse 17 years before all things but I'm going to read. go up a little bit further hallelujah and I'm going to read verse 12 giving thanks unto the father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sin we have the created God by him and then for him why it was created and then that listen to me that by him and that for him equals in him it was in him he keeps it all together i said he keeps it all together by him and for him equals in him and the bible says in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sin who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creation. He's the source of creation. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning. Say, who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have first place. He is not second in anything. He might have the preeminence first place. For it pleased the Father that in him should all pleroma or fullness dwell. All the fullness of God dwells in him. Creation dwells in him. I don't know if you understand it today, but if If it wasn't in Him, it would go to pieces. The whole universe would go to pieces. Today, scientists can't figure out what keeps this thing together. What is the glue that holds the whole thing, the whole universe together? What keeps it together? What keeps the molecules and and the atoms and all these things just from going apart and separating? They don't even know. What is the glue that holds holds it all together? By Him? for him in him jesus is the glue that keeps it all together if it wasn't for him everything would go to pieces right now hallelujah look at your name and say he's the glue that the scientists is looking to looking for today it's for him it's by him it's for him and it's in him all fullness. all the fullness of god dwells in him he is the elohim he's the L, the creator of the heavens and the earth it was for him for his glory to reflect him it's in him he's the one that keeps it all together hallelujah I'm glad I'm in him today he brought me out of the power of darkness into his marvelous light he's translated me into the kingdom of his dear son and if this doesn't light your power I pray for your spirit I pray for your soul today Hallelujah to the Lamb. Are you so far from God today that you can't hear? It was by Him, for Him, and in Him. It's all about Jesus. It's about beginning with God, it's about ending with God. If you don't, you got to miss. Now, look, as I close, the Bible says again in verse 9 For it pleased the Father that in Him, Jesus, should all fullness dwell, say Roma, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I saved whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature. Hallelujah. Creature speaks of creation. It's preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory. Of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect, say perfect, in Christ Jesus, Whereinto I also labor, striving according to His working, which worketh in me. So Colossians. Gawson's brings you to a place that shows you and teaches you what God can do in your life. He can take a chaotic situation, a dark place, an empty place, a place that has no design, and according to Hebrews 1, it, put it together until eventually it becomes perfected. That's what God wants to do in your life. And without him, you have no hope of going beyond the empty place of the dark place, light. You turn to Jesus, who is the only true God, He's the one that can bring you out of that dark place. Let's stand. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you for all that you have done for us. That you were suspended between heaven and earth. You came down that we might be saved. And I pray right now. For that individual. God, maybe that person today has allowed you to move over their life, to protect them by your Spirit, but they have not yet been brought to a place of completion. And Lord, I pray right now that as deep calls to deep, something inside of them would cry out to you, that you would bring them to you. Something would cry out in them. Bring them to a deeper relationship this morning. Father, I pray for that person right now that, that has never even heard the gospel, that has a life that's miserable, a life that's empty, a life that's confused, a life that's dark, a life that is back and forth and always changing from one day to the next. I want to live to God. I don't want to live to God. I pray for that person this morning. Deep within them, let them cry to the deep things of God. Let them be saved. Let them be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let them hear the word of God, because it's the word of God that makes the difference. And Lord Jesus, just as you said, verses three on through the first chapter, you said ten times, and God said, and God said, you said it ten times, and God said, let that person hear your word today, God. And bring their life out of chaos. Only you can change us, Lord. We surrender to you, every heart, every mind, every soul, every individual. Let us surrender to you, God, and say your will be done in our life. Lord, I say to you this morning, I need your favor. Without your favor, it's an empty place. My Lord and my God, I pray today. There are people here. They think they can do it better without you let them see by your word today that It is without form and void and darkness is upon the face of the people that the spirit of the living god live upon the light to breathe order out of chaos light into darkness light out of death god show them by your spirit the word that has been preached today is the answer that may be looking but also Lord that your spirit warn me they have not receive your word today they reject you not only will their life continue to be in this state of chaos that they will end in a place called hell Jesus I'm grateful today and I'm thankful today that you're a God that has come to bring life and that will unto me I thank you today Lord you're holding at bay powers of darkness, so that the powers of darkness do not destroy you. We give you praise and glory and honor. Lord Jesus, you are truly God. You are truly the creator of the heavens and the earth, and our redeemer. We give you glory and honor today. In Jesus' name.